been a while since I've taken the time to write in my journal. I'm finding that my nervous energy is hard to slow down enough to focus on writing. I just struggle to stop long enough to focus on writing at all. Maybe this has gotten worse as I've grown older, or perhaps I'm just resistant to slowing down enough to be reflective at times. It may be because I'm scared of what might come out of it. Or it may be that Satan tries to keep me preoccupied so that I do not focus on what God may be wanting to say or do in my life. It's a strange thing to say that I can't or I have trouble slowing down enough because I'm not that busy, really. I mean, everyone is busy in today's society. Some people use busyness as an excuse, but there are plenty of people who are actually really busy. Some have high-pressure jobs that require a lot of hours. And this job has taken priority in their lives and their schedules. Most of the time, they've also developed a lifestyle that requires them to perpetuate the high-pressure career. But many fill their schedules to such a degree that they are actually that busy running around from here to there. Yet I fear that most people are simply distracted by all the information that we are bombarded with day in and day out. I actually honestly strive to be diligent in my pursuit of a quiet time, yet even in my intentionality, I find that I am often distracted. I know that some of this nervous energy is passed down to me. My mom and my grandma were filled with nervous energy. When I was a young boy, we would often go to grandma and grandpa's house for a Sunday lunch, and the whole family would sit down around the table to eat. But I never remember a time when my grandma actually sat down at the table with us. She was always back and forth between the kitchen and the dining room and was never really able to sit and relax with the family. My mom was similar. She had similar energy. She always had to be doing something. It's hard for her to sit and just relax even now. At least that's how I remember it. Mom always had to be doing something. Today she is moving a bit slower, but she still needs to be doing something. So I come by it honestly, the nervous energy, the inability to stop and just sit and relax. That was passed down to me. It's in my blood, I guess. But today we live in a time with amazing technology and an abundance of information. We have all this information and entertainment at our fingertips all day and all night. And so often my nervous energy is directed toward watching YouTube on my phone or playing a game on my phone. So I can actually be doing nothing, yet still be very distracted and feel like my life is full and busy. <laughs> now, I need to interrupt my podcast here to tell you this. In the process of writing about the fact that our lives are so distracted and busy in today's society, I became so distracted in writing this that I forgot that my co-worker had asked me to drop something off at 9 a.m. in the morning. I received a phone call about 9.20 asking where it was, so I had to rush off and drop off the stuff that I needed to. Now, that's hilarious and very ironic. Well, back to my podcast. What I was going to say is that I often find that I write better if I first write it out by hand rather than typing it. And I can see, even in my handwriting, that I have become distracted or I have that nervous energy building up. I started out writing much nicer, but the longer I've been writing, the quicker my pace is becoming, and the less legible it becomes. 
It seems as though this urge to get going, to get on with the day, to get on with whatever it is that's on my schedule next, starts to override my contemplation. I even managed to do some reading this morning. I started reading a book called The Hare and the Tortoise, learning to pace ourselves in a world gone mad. This was the perfect book for me to read this morning because I was feeling very distracted and also because the golf battle game on my phone wasn't working properly, so I finally sat the phone down and picked up this book. <laughs> Crazy, I know. This statement in the book stood out. Our intake of scripture, like our intake of most things, has become sporadic and fragmented. When we are not neglecting it completely, we are latching on to scripture haphazardly, usually prompted by guilt, disaster, or both. We live in a time in history where we have more information at the fingertips than has ever been available in all of human history. And you would think that our wisdom and our understanding would be growing exponentially. And to be fair, in some ways our intellectual understanding is growing rapidly. We have developed extraordinary technologies. Yet, I am not sure our wisdom and understanding is growing at the same rate. All of this information at our fingertips has also caused us to become distracted and overwhelmed. We no longer read and think deeply. Rather, we so often just skim the topics, and these are usually given to us from the source that we favor or from sources that the algorithms of Google and Facebook think we will like. The authors of The Hare and the Tortoise go on to say that it doesn't just apply to our reading. It could just as accurately describe our relating, or even our resting. So, this skimming the surface is also in our spirituality. We skim a topic or a bit of information on the way past it. We rarely just sit with it and absorb it and let the still quiet voice of God fill us and renew us and revitalize us. Even those of us whose job it is to work full-time in helping people move closer to God, even we get so distracted with the busyness of our supposed kingdom work that we actually neglect our own relationship to God. The words of Psalm 46 are so profound for today's society. The psalmist says this, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. And God says, Be still and know that I am. Am God. The world so often drowns out the realities of God with the noise and busyness and distractions of today. Distraction is Satan's greatest weapon, I think. And I wonder if he's not so much working to convince us to not believe as he is actually working to keep us so distracted that we simply lose sight of God. To know God, what must we do, according to Psalm 46? To find our refuge and strength in Him, what must we do? To discover the ever-present help in trouble, what must we do? Well, the first thing we must do is to be still.